is the ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny. Hi, welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Mike Russo, coming at you with a special bonus episode. We know me and Will are trying to think of a few bonus topics to talk about because we need to lead up to our Hot Spells episode. We have a couple of writers on board for this one, but we need some time to get it all together. So we're buying ourselves some time with a couple of bonus shows. And for our first bonus episode, I'm bringing along my good friend and mega Darkwing Duck fan, Andrew Wallace. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, it's great to be back. How are you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. Um, Enjoying my summer off, um, having a good time. I heard you just came back from Disney World. How was that? Oh, it was awesome. I had a lot of fun. Always great to be at the Magic Kingdom and Epcot. had an amazing time. Any duck stuff? Not really. They had some classic Donald Duck merch, but not as much as I was looking for. They still had the Darkwing Duck pin from, I think, last year. But other than that, nothing new. Yeah, that Darkwing pin is pretty easy to get still, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, cool, cool. I'm glad you had a really good time. And I brought you on tonight because I came up with a pretty cool idea that I thought it'd be nice if we ranked our personal top five of the best final fights in Darkwing Duck. Any fight that climaxes the episode. Um, So I came up with my top five. Andrew came up with his top five. And neither of us know what the other's list is. So this should be really interesting, right? Absolutely. I'm kind of interested in seeing where we agree, where we disagree. Uh, We have a few runners-up we'll mention, too. I have a feeling maybe one or two final fights may end up on both of our lists. I'd be surprised if a couple of them didn't. But I think this should be fun. You know, it's a good way of our listeners to know which ones I prefer, which ones you might prefer. Um, So that said, let's just jump right into this. This should be fun. I'm going to start with you, Andrew. Okay, so go out with my number five? Yep, go for it. Okay, for number five, I chose The Merchant of Menace. Why is that? Okay, first off, we don't really see a lot of Darkwing with Herb. And so to actually have them working together, I think was a good change of pace to a normal episode final fight. Of course, they're going up against the Nixon uh, weasel, but it just feels it feels unique for the show because, you know, you're used to seeing Herb with Drake and not Darkwing. Right. Um, so it's just it, I thought it was very unique for them to be working together. And I just it really stood out to me. Any particular moments from the fight, any like weapons or actions or any gags from that fight that really stood out to you? Okay, when Herb gets stuck in the quackerware, I really do like that. Um, Summer, winter, spring, or autumn, push the bubble <laughs> on the bottom. Exactly. Um, and the animation is also really good. Um, do you remember what studio did the animation? On Disney the Australia. Yes. Doing yes. their last Darkwing show. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Just, it brings a tear to my eye. Yeah, I miss that studio so much. They did the best ones. Oh, well. I got a Disney Australia on my list, too, but I'm not going any further than that. <laughs> yes, I do. Anything else about that episode before we move on to my number five? 
No, other than just it being unique to see Herb with DW. Other than that, not really. I do love how you did not call him Weasel Loman. You just called him the Nixon Weasel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Love it. Love it. That's just great. It took me almost 30 years to realize what he was a parody of. Gotta love it. <laughs> okay, so my number five will make Will very, very happy. So, yeah, bet you guys already know where I'm going with this one. Um, no, it's not. Haunting a Mr. Banana Brain. Oh, that one is pretty good. It's the final fight from Toy Saw Us. Oh. I picked that one because I think this episode is the definitive Quacker Jack show. Like, mm -hmm. this shows you, like, what Quacker Jack is all about. And the final fight is great. You got the Nutty Putty. You got the Toy Soldiers. You got Quacker Jack in a Grim Reaper costume. You got <laughs> Darkwing and Lederhosen being manipulated like a puppet. It's it's just really, really funny. You got the running gag with there goes college, there goes the inheritance, there goes my <laughs> allowance. They're fighting down in his sewer hideout, his like toy utopia. And it's like, it's really creepy. The background art is great. Um, you got Disney Japan bringing it in with one of their A games, which just looks fantastic. You got the whole, whole kingdom falling on top of everybody because Darkwing crashed into it because of course he did. And then you got Mr. Banana Brain being used as a bomb to defeat Cracker Jack, <laughs> which is just great. All sorts of clever. And I do love the ending, how it ends on Darkwing and Goslin realizing how much they, they mean to each other, how sorry they are they got into that situation. I just think it's a really, really great ending with one of my favorite Darkwing entrances right before Quacker Jack is going to execute Goslin. He shows up and he says, I am the quality time that ruins your playtime. And he covers her up with his cape. And when he pulls the cape away, he's untied her uh, her arms, which mm -hmm. is really, really cool. It just got some great stuff. He mentions the Teflon suit. Um, it's a great ending. And I think it's like one of Quacker Jack's finest episodes. I don't think it's one people mention enough, mm -hmm. but I really love it. It's such a great final fight. I also love, I feel like that's, that episode is where Quacker Jack's most intimidating. He's never that dangerous and threatening ever again. Because mm -hmm. from then on, he's just kind of like a goofy buddy almost. Right. He doesn't really go after people to hurt them. Mm -hmm. But in this episode, he's trying to murder children. You might as well say in that episode, he's Heath Ledger Joker. And after that, he's Cesar Romero. That real that works. <laughs> I think Toys R Us is the closest to what Tad Stones wanted Quacker Jack to be before mm -hmm. they had to soften his edges up a bit. Right. But great ending, great ending. So let's move on to your number four, Andrew. Okay, so number four is one of my favorite episodes, Duck Blind. Okay. All right. I chose this episode because Darkwing has lost his vision, and so I feel that this episode really brings it's it has more stakes because of course DW can't see and also Launchpad, Honker, and Goslin are in the lighthouse with Megavolt. And really when I first watched this episode, I did not know what was going to happen. I genuinely felt like Launchpad, Honker, and Goslin may be in deep, deep trouble. And right. also I love the final line. Um from Megavolt, blast you, you're handicapped. Right, right. 
We prefer the term physically challenged. (laughs) (laughs) That episode, though, has always stood out to me just for that final fight. Um, And also Megavolt with his lightsaber type sword. um, Right. Sticks out in my memory a lot, too. Um, And I think it's just all around a great Megavolt fight, too. So I really do enjoy that one. It's before Megavolt took that deep dive into the loony bin, pretty much. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was one of his earlier appearances. It was his first one, so he's oh, right. still a very competent, threatening villain. Before he became too stupid to even remember what he was doing. Um, <laughs> my favorite moment in that fight is Darkwing swinging his cane, trying to hit Megavolt. And he's not making contact, and Megavolt's just standing there bored. Mm-hmm. And Jim Cummings is doing all those goofy karate sound effects. <laughs> and it's the first time they completely black out St. Canard. Right. So that's a very good choice. One I would not have thought of. So my number four is the final fight from Life, the Negaverse, and Everything. Classic. You knew that one was going to show up <laughs> on my list. Absolutely. The fight at the bakery is cool. Cool mm-hmm. enough, you have the Friendly Four and the Darkwing Capes. They call themselves right. Darkwing's Ducks. You know, that's funny. Honker fighting Megavolt and Bushroot. Um, that stuff is cool. But why I really did show, choose it is the fight in the Vortex at the end between Darkwing and Negaduck. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure if this one went to Disney Japan for any reason, it was because of this sequence. Mm-hmm. Just the swirling colors and all the items floating around them, like the animator's desk and the hobby horse and the, the manhole cover, all the crazy <laughs> stuff. And what I love most about it is Negaduck gets a, you know, for this episode, something close to a permanent defeat. Mm-hmm. Like when the vortex, when he pops the universal plug and everything gets sucked in there. And Negaduck is trying to claw his way out. It it almost gives me chills. Right. Because it's like, it's a big episode. It is one of the best. And when you do an episode like that, you have to off your villain. Exactly. Negaduck just can't run away. You, you <laughs> have to, you have to destroy him in some regard. I mean, it's never explained how he got back. But if I don't we think never, they need to explain it. Of course not. But if we never saw Negaduck again... There you go. He got got sucked into oblivion. He's gone. Be the best way to end it. Yeah, it really is a cool sequence. The animation has a lot to do with it. And it Mm -hmm. goes by quick, but I think it's a really fantastic scene. I really, really do. It definitely stands out. It's one of the more memorable um, scenes in the whole show, really. Absolutely. It really stands out. Um, What's your number four? Oh, number three now? Oh, you told me number four. And mine, you're number three. I am sorry. No, you're good. Okay. For my number three, I chose Paradox just because it is a musical finale fight. Don't mess with me, you worthless punk. punk. You stink like a skunk. Your ship, Your ship is, is sunk. sunk. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool sequence. Mm-hmm. That is because a very cool sequence. It's so unique just because, you know, they never do a musical fight at all the rest of the show. And that's why it sticks out to me is because it just feels so unique compared to the rest of the show. They should have done more musical mm-hmm. fights. That would have been really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. But it's since a, this is the only one, it does make it more memorable. It's a tour de force for Jim. 
Oh, absolutely. I would have loved them to have released that song like oh, officially somewhere. I know. I I've pirated a couple songs onto my Spotify and that's one I need to do. <laughs> if only the Disney Afternoon soundtrack had come out a year later. Oof, that would have been so good. We would have gotten this in the lullaby. I know mm-hmm. it. Oof. I've made my own MP3s of these songs though, so I can't listen to them when I want. Um, that's a that is a cool final fight it really Mm -hmm. is even though the villain is pretty lame yeah but no one likes the king no not really but just to have jim singing a song as darkwing stands out so much it it really makes the whole fight it is one of those rare times where the sun Wu animation is actually very strong Mm -hmm. the animation does complement the song very well and it just blends so well together it just yeah two bits i love on that one is the silhouette of darkwing goslin and drakey on the surfboard Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and when he's got the king trapped in the piano and he throws a bomb (laughs) in there brings his hand across the keys and then runs away and the piano explodes right that's sun woo doing a fantastic job in my book very cool Mm -hmm. i love as a really great sequence Mm-hmm. Um, so my number three is, is Brush with Oblivion. I can't, Ooh. I can't, you can't deny how cool that entire last act is. I can't. I mean, characters jumping in and out of paint paintings, changing their designs, the aesthetic mm-hmm. changes completely. I mean, they're, they're running through a Salvador Dali painting, for example. <laughs> it's just so cool. It really is. Like, you got... Disney Australia, again, at the top of their game. Mm-hmm. You got Honker with the rare chance to be a hero. You got Splatter Phoenix, one of the coolest villains, <laughs> you know, in this episode at least. Um, you know, most of our listeners have heard how me and Will feel about her and her sequel. Uh, but you guys <laughs> can go back to listen to that one. Uh, but she's great in this one. She's really strong, really competent. I love the Mona Lisa lips. <laughs> Me Just too. the running commentary. <laughs> I, I, I love when it pops up and goes, I've had all I can take off for you, and then bites her on the butt. <laughs> um, and again, the animation changes, the dolly painting, mm-hmm. when they're all line drawings in that one scene, and they're, they're launch pad stuck on an elevator. And <laughs> the last bit when just the paint splatters everywhere, and it's so great. And Darkwing gets hit by a wrecking ball, and he cracks the frame of the painting when he crashes into it. Right. Everything about it is really, really great. It shows a level of cleverness that I don't think even later episodes were able to match. Mm-hmm. Like this is a this is an earlier one, like by production numbers, and it's they never got this creative again. And I just think it's amazing. It's a wonderful episode and a wonderful final fight. Um, for any listeners who haven't listened to that one lately or ever. We had Katie Lee on that one and her friend Honker. So if you guys want to hear Honker talk about his feelings about this episode, please listen to Brush with Oblivion. That one was a blast to record. Um, but a wonderful episode and one of the best Disney Australia Darkwing shows. I can't imagine what that episode would look like if it wasn't Disney Australia. Maybe Japan would have had fun with it, but I don't think mm-hmm. it would have been as good. But could you imagine if it was like thrown to Kennedy? Oh, uh-huh. Lord. Uh-huh. You're making me shake. They knew they had a good one with that one. Really fantastic episode. Mm-hmm. So moving on to number two. Okay. 
So for my number two, I chose the sky's the limit. Oh, that's mm-hmm. out of left field. I wasn't expecting that. I just think, for me, it starts off when DW and Negaduck are do Well, first off, DW has turned into Negaduck. And they're going back and forth with bigger weapons, giving me Rabbit of Seville vibes. Ah, oh, I'm just playing that music in my head now. <laughs> and, and then, of course, Negaduck gets zapped. And he starts changing into other things. And, of course, when Negaduck chains, changes into the fish mascot. Wacky mackerel. Yes, that's just nightmare fuel. But <laughs> <laughs> but I just really like that sequence. Because, again, I'm going to use the word unique. But it stands out to me. Just It is a very wacky concept to have Negaduck and DW changing into whatever they see and negaduck the sailor is a memorable scene and dw is a lobster what did you do with me lobster (laughs) (laughs) and then um the ending when everyone becomes all the cops become a dw it just i just remember watching that one and having a good time and i've always liked that episode and it's final fight so there is one moment in that fight that always makes me laugh out loud is when goslin goes come on what are we waiting for and dr (laughs) bellum who's never met her before Uh says who is this pushy kid (laughs) i that was just fantastic it's Mm -hmm. the episode itself is i think one of the funniest Mm -hmm. of all of them but this is a really great ending Mm -hmm. i i agree with you it didn't make it Onto my top five or my runners up. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert: There's gonna be some runners up later on, but that is a good choice. That's a very good choice. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, now my number two also has Negaduck in it. Okay. Um, it's the final fight from Justice Justice Ducks Part Two. There you go. <laughs> um, I wish it was longer. That's yes. my one complaint about this fight. It's over very very fast. Mm-hmm. But I think the iconic image of the Justice Ducks and the Fearsome Five going head to head with Darkwing and Negaduck's faces pushed up against each other. <laughs> and it shows how different they are that Darkwing triumphantly says, Justice Ducks, assemble! And Negaduck's just like, Fearsome Five, get over here. Like he doesn't <laughs> even care. And they play the spaghetti western music. Mm-hmm. And then all hell breaks loose. It reminds me very much of the final um, scene to the intro of Challenge of the Super Friends. Mm-hmm. And the Legion of Doom is going at um, the Justice League. Just those two polar opposites colliding together. Um, reminds me a little bit of the opening titles to the Powerpuff Girls, too. Oh, yes. Just uh, a little bit. Not, not totally, but the good guys facing off against the bad guys like that mm-hmm. head-to-head is definitely an iconic superhero trope. Right. But then there's so much cool stuff otherwise. You got put out the bush root. Quacker Jack's teeth jumping out of his mouth. <laughs> Maybe some anesthetic first. Um, <laughs> and a liquidator being so hard to fight, they have to turn him into pudding. Right. Now, I do feel like Megavolt was shafted in that fight, too. You notice he's the only one I didn't mention. Yeah, mm-hmm. he gets electrocuted really fast and drops right out of the fight, um, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. Um but then again, we see him so much in the series, it's not a big loss. 
Right. But then Negaduck's defeat is just so funny. How I mentioned it on the episode that we did that he runs into the elevator. They all run in after him. They're all (laughs) in the same elevator. It goes to the top floor, and he runs out of the elevator as if they were never in there with him. Uh, That's one of my favorite gags from that episode. And... I, I know I've said this a whole bunch of times, but everybody treats Megavolt, as, Negaduck, I mean, as this villain who's so hard to defeat, who's so strong and powerful. But in this one, he gets defeated by falling off a roof. Hey, it's not as and, bad as him falling down the stairs. True. But only because they yell at him. They all go, no, and he falls off the roof. Mm-hmm. And then bounces off the high-tension wires and gets electrocuted every time. Over and over and over again. And then to add insult to injury, the controller for the electric wall hits him on the head on the way down. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a great ending. It really, really is. It's like one of the most iconic fights on Darkwing Duck. Barring oh, yeah. not really. But also you have all of St. Bernard on the line, too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, my number one just came down to personal taste. I think for lots of people, this is probably number one, if not number two. Because oh, you yeah. see it referenced all the time. Like, whenever someone puts together, like, homemade videos of Darkwing Duck, scenes from this fight are constantly popping up. Oh, right. It's, it's a classic. Love it. I, I love the episode, and I love that the comic book adaption is getting reprinted soon, in a few mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. I plan to pick that up, definitely. Um, so what's your number two? Oh, you already told me your number two. Mm-hmm. I keep doing that. Well, um the funny thing is, my first honorable mention is Just Us, Justice Ducks. Ah, there we go. Our first repeat. You could tell me why. Even though I've had my say, you definitely can, can explain. Well, I, I feel like I've kind of chipped in already for this episode. So I'll just go ahead with my other honorable mention. I chose Negaduck. I just think it's seeing Negaduck turn into Negatron. Um, is just beautiful animation, and you got Megavolt in there too, and Goslin, um, and Launchpad. I just think it's an overall good final battle, and you've got positive. It's what are your opinions on that final battle? I'm being very quiet for a reason. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> okay. Uh, so finish your finish your thoughts. <laughs> um. It's it's overall a great episode and final fight. It was hard not to get it onto my top five, but I had to at least mention it somehow. Cool. Very cool. Okay. So let me give my runners up. I have five runners up, but I'll blow through them pretty quick. Um, Dry Hard. Awesome. Uh, because Darkwing's up against a villain he cannot defeat. Mm-hmm. And that is really cool. It's Liquidator's one moment to truly shine, to truly, truly shine, and mm-hmm. really fun candy cartoon animation. Like, their A-game is on this episode. So that one I had to mention. Tiff of the Titans, just mm-hmm. to see Darkwing and Gizmoduck team up. Really just for that. That's mm-hmm. just iconic. Uh, Paradox, for the same reason you mentioned. Uh, comic Book Capers, mm, because it is... Very similar to Brush with Oblivion. Again, all hell's breaking loose. The ponies, mm-hmm. the giant slug, giant <laughs> mega vault, little running gag, super bunny. <laughs> it's just, it's insane. Um, and then finally, Darkly Dawn's the Duck Part 2. Mm-hmm. Just because of how epic that is. I mean, oh, Doris yeah. Bulba, I've said it before, you can't go wrong. Never. 
and the giant gut punch to the Waddlemeyer ramrod blowing up and taking Darkwing and Taurus Bulba with it. Mm-hmm. That's one of the most dramatic moments in all of Darkwing Duck because it's played straight. Exactly. So my number one, as if nobody could have guessed already, <laughs> is the final fight from Negaduck. Oh, wonderful. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so... You gotta love it. It's just, it's so great. It's mm-hmm. Disney Japan has brought its A game. Absolute A game. Absolute. Um, I mean, starting with just Negatron being galvanized mm-hmm. and he's staring at his hands with raw power and lighting up the room. But then just how lunatic and manic that fight is. I mean, mm-hmm. The silly, the silly aspects of Darkwing kind of got ironed out when it became more character focused. But in the earliest days of the show, especially in episodes animated in Japan, they got crazy sometimes. And this is just a great example of it. The characters are lighting up with raw power. They're getting thrown around. Just b- characters from Bambi show up for absolutely no reason and <laughs> gather around Positron. It's just absolutely crazy all the stupid catchphrases never eat at a place called moms um <laughs> and then when then when negative megavolt i mean has a heel turn and keeps zapping darkwing <laughs> and you get that kick line of darkwing ducks oh awesome that's just so great and then you just you you end it with megavolt with two upper bodies and one set of legs you just wish we got more of those earlier episodes yeah because episodes like this are just nuts they don't hold mm-hmm. back on just being super silly and disney japan just brought its a game like the final act is its best animation teams like putting it all out there the characters so- are just spastic the expressions are crazy the body language is nuts like it's so japanese it's not even funny it's very bob clampett when he sings that is true how I- yeah, it definitely feels like it's inspired by classic cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, like as Darkwing Duck kind of grew up as a series, it did become more a little bit more grounded, a little bit more of its own thing. Mm-hmm. But here it's just wacky for the sake of being wacky. Exactly. And I just, I love the hell out of this episode. I really do. Mm-hmm. So that's my top. That's my top. Okay. Top. For my number one, I chose Jailbird. Ooh, I was wondering if that one would come up. I just love the idea of Negaduck absorbing all the the rest of the Fearsome Five's powers, and including Quackerjack's wackiness. He hates that. <laughs> and seeing Darkwing have to team up with his villains, which he only uh, the only other time he does that would be Stress to Kill, Kill, correct? Yeah, pretty. I mean, there were team ups, but not mm-hmm. with like a group of characters like this, right? This I mean, like, Goslin teamed up with uh, Megavolt and Quackerjack in Time and Punishment, but that wasn't but, Darkwing doing that. Mm-hmm. It's just great to see DW and some of his greatest villains teaming up for a common goal. Of course, they're going to double-cross him in the end, but it's great in the moment that you have it. Oh, and absolutely. Of course, once um, Negaduck causes the flood and the causes the water to boil, of course, Quackerjack and them are just making tea. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't they be? But 
it's just an overall to me stands out just because I just think it's great to see DW teaming up with his greatest foes. It just it's, it's always mm-hmm. fun. Absolutely. I agree that this is a really great like, final act of the episode, mainly because Mega Negaduck is super cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I mentioned it on the episode we did of Jailbird, but that shot of him approaching St. Canard and parting the water. Oh, yes. That's really awesome. The reason mm-hmm. why I didn't chose this for my top five of my runners up is because by the time they start fighting him, the episode's got like a minute left. Mm-hmm. And I, I do wish it was more stretched out and we had more of that scene. It's like they defeat Negaduck and then mm-hmm. he breaks the mystic eye and then the other characters get their powers back. Then they double cross him. Then the Thunderquack shows up. They drop a net on them, which shouldn't stop mm-hmm. Quack, which shouldn't stop Liquidator, but, you know, whatever. Right. And this all happens within, like, 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there's so much they could have done with this. I wish they would have let the episode breathe. That last act moves way too fast. They tried which is why cram. I didn't include it. Yeah, they tried to cram a lot into this episode. But what, I, what, what is there, I think, does make it for me. But... You are right about not stopping Liquidator. There, Liquidator is very underpowered in this episode, especially you know when Mega Negaduck parts um, the sea and Liquidator. Why didn't I ever think of that? Yeah, why did I but. never thought of doing that? Yeah, because they but. they had to because he's just too powerful. If he's always as powerful as he was in Dryhard, you couldn't do much with him. Right. And uh, so yeah, that's our top fives. Um, how many overlaps did we have? Just Any? one. Which was Justice uh, Ducks, right? Right. Oh, and Mega Duck. So not a, not a, I think between the two of us, it's a cross-section of the greatest Darkwing episodes of all time. Oh, definitely. I noticed my list is somewhat earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. I like only, no- had a, only had a couple. Like Duck Blind and then Merchant of Menace. But... Well, Jailbird's a later one. Right. You, you mentioned, yeah. Um, nothing from season two, Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> nothing at all from season two. Um, but, um, even though Sterminator is a good episode, oh yeah. those are our top five final fights of Darkwing Duck. Um, this Andrew, how have you been lately? I've been really good. Um, I just got back from a tennis camp and that was a lot of fun. Been playing a lot of tennis over the summer. Cool. Cool. Um, anything you've been doing? What? The summer program at my job has started. I'm an early, for anybody who doesn't know, I'm an early childhood teacher. I teach UPK, uh, four or five-year-olds. Um, my hours increased for the summer, so I've been really, really busy, but the overtime is nice. Um, but we've had a heat wave in New York, so it's been brutally, brutally hot. Uh, real feels in the hundreds. Um, yeah, summer, fun. Gotta love it. Because uh, we're still trying to you know, be COVID compliant. Luckily, things are changing quick, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be glad we don't have to wear masks anymore. But mm. we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. But summer's been good so far. Um, don't have anything major going on outside of work. Um, but still, things are good. You know, looking forward to that um, Darkwing comic collection coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever those books come out. Probably never at this point. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Tim Van Hal's book, but that just, he keeps working on it and working on it. So I don't know when that's coming out. Um, 
But, you know, Darkwing's 30th is coming up pretty soon, Andrew. It sure is. Like, it's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And I'm... the second second anniversary of this podcast is coming up soon in a few weeks as well. Yeesh. Oof, don't remind me. <laughs> I, I can't believe me and Will are almost done. I mean, it's really flown by so quick. And for anybody who loves listening to Andrew... We're not done with him. Uh, he'll be on Clash Reunion. He asked I... for that one a very... He asked <laughs> for this one so long ago that we forgot he asked for it. Uh, um, so he will be on. He'll probably be our final episode guest. Um, so if you enjoyed him on this, Andrew's also been on Stress to Kill and Up, Up, and Awry. He also did a history of Darkwing Duck comics with me and Stan Lund um, way back when, last year. Um, so we've had Andrew on a whole bunch of times. I love having you on. You are so knowledgeable about this stuff. Well, thank you. I love being on. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a big honor. And, uh, next week we have one more bonus episode. We'll be jumping into hot spells after that. Uh, next week, um, Will's taking the reins. He is getting, uh, Tiffany Silver Braun and Owen Calais, who are huge Liquidator fans. And they're going to review the comic book story, Liquid Diet, written by the creator of Liquidator, Kevin Campbell and Brian Swinlin. So next week, we're g- they're going to review that comic story. I won't be there, but you know, Will, Tiffany, and Owen will definitely hit a home run with this one. And Andrew, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Any shout-outs to anyone who might be listening? Anything at all? Nothing, really. I will no. just say, I just met Jim Cummings for the second time at Mississippi Comic Con, and it was a blast. Ah, uh, how was he? He was great. I asked him if he ever met Mel Blank, and he told me that he never met him, but when he did his first demo tape, Mel was in the studio, and they played it for him, and Mel told the guy who played it for him to tell that Jim that he's got it. Nice. But... That it was great to talk to Jim and see him again. So, yeah, yeah, I remember hearing stories from veteran voice actors. I think Neil Ross said um, when Jim was moving up, they were like, "This Jimmy Cummings guy, pay attention to him." <laughs> How many projects were Jim and Mel in together? The only one I could think of was Roger Rabbit. Right, because Roger Rabbit was at the tail end of Mel Blanc's career. Jim was the Andy <laughs> Divine Bullet. <laughs> which right, you know because right. it sounds just like herb <laughs> eddie valiant <laughs> same voice and of course mel was bugs daffy and tweety mm-hmm. as well he wasn't he yosemite sam because he couldn't yeah. do that voice that was joe alaski right it was and oh, i remember rest, rest in peace man to another great one um mel had said when he saw roger rabbit that he was surprised that they could make his voice like that because he thought he had done yosemite sam Really? Mm-hmm. He didn't know that he didn't record that. You know, funny thing about uh, Mel Blanc, I, I mean, this I know this is a Darkwing Duck podcast, but, you know, this one's running short, so bear with us, guys. Um, by the 70s and 80s, his Bugs and Daffy were sounding very old and tired. I mean, also, you know, he smoked, and, you know, he was in a really serious car accident in the 60s. Mm-hmm. It almost killed him. Um, I'm shocked he survived that. But... The people doing the audio for Roger Rabbit pitched up his voice well enough that his Bugs, Daffy, and Tweety sound like I stepped out of the 40s. 
They definitely do. And he still he still had it. It was really a problem with the audio processing at that point. Like you can, he's you can really tell when you watch Daffy Duck's Quackbusters how much it changes because you know they have parts of shorts in that compilation movie. Yeah, honestly, and, not not to be not not to be mean, but Quackbuster sounds like a man who has one foot in the grave. Yeah, it does. That is a fun movie. Um, but Mel Blanc's voice at that point was really on its way out. It's very jarring when it makes the cut from old footage to new and audio. So, but um, yeah, that's our little Mel Blanc discussion. Um, because mm-hmm. the Looney Tunes cartoons, as much as I love Darkwing Duck, are still the greatest cartoons of all time. I really, oh, yeah. I really urge anybody who likes cartoons, enjoys Darkwing Duck, but hasn't really watched a lot of Looney Tunes. To get yourself the Golden Collection on DVD or the Platinum Collections on Blu-ray, or just get HBO Max and watch some Looney Tunes. If you love Darkwing Duck and you haven't seen like Bob Clampett or Chuck Jones cartoons, what are you, what are you doing? doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Go watch Duck and Muck right now. Ah, oh, that's a classic. And um, always made my grandfather chuckle. He loved that. It's one of the very, very best. I mean, you watch the Scarlet Pumpernickel. That's Darkwing <laughs> Duck right there. Um, so anyway, we are the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. Uh, you can find us on all podcast apps, literally all of them, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Pocket Cast Radio Public. And you can also listen to us on YouTube if you feel like watching YouTube. Uh, but I know many people do. Uh, we also have communities, um, one, um, two on Facebook. We have the St. Canard Files Darkwing Duck podcast page which is a really more of a read-only page where we just post specific website um, podcast info. And we have a group page, um, the St. Canard Files of Darkwing Duck group, where you can join and post whatever you like. We're also on Twitter and Instagram as well. So join our communities, get to know us, you know, hang out and chat. Um, and that's all for tonight. I hope everybody enjoyed um, myself and Andrew Wallace's top five Darkwing Duck fights. Uh, go check them out. Go listen to some old podcast episodes. And um, I guess that's it for tonight. So everybody listening, um, stay dangerous. That's all, folks. Be-a-ba-dee-a-ba-dee-a-ba-dee. That's all, folks. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night.